trivia music show of your favorite pop stars. Hey, hey, what's going on, fam? You're listening to another episode of Pop, pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And for those of you joining us for the first time, we scour the internet and find lesser known facts about some of the legends, big names, mega stars. That's right. Or like Are the cats in the boxes, right? Is that what you say normally? <laughs> nah, I normally say some cool cats from the international <laughs> in and the national stage to fill you in on. And after this episode, we'll see if you know as much as you think you know about some of these big icons in music. I'm TJ Reed, and I got my bro from Guangzhou here whoa, in the studio. Whoa, whoa, I'm the bro from the south, down south in China, <laughs> and the name goes by Yuying Qi. Yeah, yeah. So what's up, man? You got somebody special you want to share today? Yeah, I, I wonder. This is definitely a big figure in the Mando pop world, but I'm not sure if the name will ring a bell to you. Okay. So, yeah, I'm talking about one of the top divas in the Mandarin pop music world. Okay. Yeah. A diva. One of the top ones. All right. What about yours? And for me, I got somebody that's special to my heart when i was actually after i graduated from high school this artist was really big on the scene mm. uh in the r&b and the soul category okay. normally when you think of soul you're thinking of like you know the 60s and the 70s mm. you know a lot of these groups but this guy's a lot more contemporary you know the 2000s time frame why do i I'm thinking I'm having this song ringing in my hat right now. I'm not even sure what that was, but I'm, I'm interested a clue in <laughs> at the start of the show. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully that wasn't I didn't spill too much beans for you there, but okay. Somebody really special and very soulful that I would like to introduce today. Mm. So for those of you who are listening in, we want to also drop our disclaimer at this time letting you know that all of our facts are internet based, so some of them may be a little outdated, possibly erroneous. So if you want to challenge any of these facts, please do reach out to us and we'd love to hear from you and we can hopefully update it on to a later episode totally. all right yunchi well i'll go ahead and set it off why don't we get started with the first fact sweet all right so my artist is a bit low-key so it was really hard to find details yeah, about his for life. my girl today yeah yeah it was really tough so i had to watch like a lot of interviews of his yeah the uh, clean online. people don't do so well in this program <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, Wikipedia, um, also some um, radio interviews that I'll try to cite when I um, when I list off, you know, pretty much where these facts come from. So first up, fact number one, and this is according to Wikipedia. This artist was raised in a strict Muslim household. Part of his name is Talib Hassan. Mm. All right. Very different from his obviously his uh, stage name. As a child, he suffered from a freak accident that injured his eye. And I didn't know this until recently. He didn't come out and say it until after maybe 11 years after his career had started and he became quite famous. Um, his uncle was feeding him uh, when he was a child and he was really rebellious and he wanted to feed himself. So he kind of wrestled with his uncle with the wow. fork. That's a lot of like self-identity for a kid <laughs> to be self-independent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm okay with my parents feeding me after 20 years of yeah, but yeah, like he said, he was rebellious and he wanted to feed himself. And the fork wow. actually stuck him in the eye. What? And, and since then, he's had so a... So like during the conflict? During the conflict. With, like, the, with the uncle? With the uncle. The, the fork? The fork, like, because he was feeding him with the fork and he, he wow. wanted to feed himself. Okay, yeah, yeah. He was trying to avoid the fork and then the fork somehow... No, he into... wanted him. He wanted to take the fork from him so that he could feed himself. And the uncle was like, wow. no, I'm going to feed you. And then they had that little fight with the fork and he eventually stuck Man. the 
yeah. fork in his eye. So did uh, did he pull out the fork with his eyeball or? No, his. Uh, it, it says that according wow. to the sources, his eye is still intact, but he has a lazy eye now, and so it's really noticeable when you look at his eyes. His eye is some, um, you know, a little bit lower than the other. Are you killing my answers for, uh, right now? <laughs> I don't. Ha- I don't have any face, any name that fit that description. Well, because of this um, incident for his career, and even to this day, he wears dark shades over his eyes I mean there's only really one or two like music videos where you could actually see his eye mm. but so but normally he always wears shades well, to kind of hide it that's quite a kind of painful mm. story for this artist's childhood yeah yeah and this was and he disclosed this in a 2011 interview with uh, New York Power 105.1 So, yeah, uh, his father listened to a lot of music growing up. So this was his primary influence. Uh, His dad listened to a lot of James Brown, Mm. uh, Parliament, Funkadelic and Sly and the Family Stone. So a lot of these soul uh, musicians from, as I mentioned before, the the 60s and the 70s. During his teenage years, he built a reputation for being musically gifted. Uh, He was beatboxing for MCs, freestyling on the uh, open mic circuit and scatting at jazz clubs. Do you know any? these these terms mean like beatboxing uh, of course <laughs> okay the reason the reason you ask me if i know is because you want to show it off no not at all i just want to make sure you understand yeah i do i do uh, yeah. and scatting you know what scatting i is, don't right? I, i'm not familiar with it's like a cappella it's kind of like a it's like a sound effect that's kind of like a cappella but it's somewhere in between where you're like making a do 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 it's like you're making like a harmony singing yeah harmony singing right but much okay. better than my demonstration yes. just now <laughs> I can tell and yeah and he would perform um, in acapella for strangers on the streets and that's where he got his name and I can't say his name now obviously but mm. very musically gifted musician alright we're gonna move on to fact number two and this is also from Wikipedia he says that his inspiration in music comes from Marvin Gaye uh, Stevie Wonder and Donny Hathaway again mm. some very prevalent um, right. soul musicians from back in the day he dropped out of high school to pursue a career in music and it was during this time that he was evidently homeless and he was going from music venue to music venue to open mic nights to sing and yeah i think this takes a lot of conviction to drop out of school and be homeless and i think that we've been talking about this a lot but i think that in america we've also said that most americans support this dream to do music right but that's normally when you have a record deal right when you have a contract that's there where you're going to get paid probably vast sums of money to perform but when you don't have that it's like choose you have two options and then you choose one the the, the red pill or the blue pill <laughs> yeah but I, I guess for these artists cases there's there's no other option well and, and he still went for it i think that he had an option to just stay in school and go go through the proper channels right but he just decided to drop out of school and yeah. i think for most parents they were just like you're either going to go to school or you're going to get out i'm not going to have no child in my home that doesn't go to school right so mm-hmm. i think this has probably had something to do with maybe why he was homeless yeah having to force himself or make a way out of no way so oh you mean speak. his parents weren't happy with that decision it, the, according to this source it doesn't say what his parents felt but if he was homeless 
Yes,、uh, probably his parents didn't support didn't support his、that. his idea to drop、right. out of school for music. That's so, why he's homeless. Yeah, possibly. So while heavily in the music scene, he met up with several stars, also trying to come up like Jill Scott,、um, DJ Jazzy Jeff. DJ Jazzy Jeff was actually the guy that was with Will Smith、mm. that brought Will Smith up, and that was his、um, his partner that helped him to、uh, to be famous. Okay. So he he linked up with this guy, and they recorded some tracks together, and those tracks were on his first album, and、um, that was a notable album. I heard that one, and I was locked in the minute. I heard it, and this guy is, and this is probably a really big clue for big fans out there. He ignores grammar and spelling in a lot of the songs and his albums. For example, his first album was spelt A I J U S W A N A S E I N G. Well, that's too much spelling. Well, well, what's <laughs> the name? I just want to sing.、Oh. So he put that all into one word, and the spelling is not even. So like a random, the order of the letters, they they went random for. No, I is A I. Just、uh, with no T J U S Wana W A N A. Okay, so okay. So he spells it wrong, but the sound—if you sound it out—it sounds like I just. So there's、say. like one letter missing from. Well, there's yeah, one letter missing or an extra letter. Yeah, or an extra letter or something like that. So that's、okay. kind of his style, and a lot of the songs are also spelled in this way. So that's something that's very notable. He's consistent with that with all of his albums. So、mm. big clue for. So he's like a big celebrity artist. That's known for misspelling, dyslexic, <laughs> or just yeah, misspelling pretty much everything. But it's it's kind of cool.、Um, and that's something else about this artist was initially, and this is according to an interview that he gave, that he wasn't really trying to sign a record deal. I guess at that point in his life, he just wanted to sing, and that's、wow. why the, that's even why when his album, even when he was homeless, I know. And that's for me, that's a little. Bit difficult to tackle because I feel like most people, when they get involved in music, yeah, you could love it and want to do it, but if you're homeless, that's like it's like you kind of need to earn something so that you can live. Yeah, all kinds of hobby they need to be supported like financially to to be joyful. Yeah, but you otherwise it's otherwise it's gonna kill your passion as time goes. Hmm, I I think so because if you're an artist and you we hear the expression starving artist, right? You hear that a lot, and that's、right. because you do have people who just genuinely want to just paint, but painting doesn't pay the bills. You have to do something to get some form of、um, exchange yeah, for your, your hobby more consistent. Right,、mm. right. So, yeah, interesting start there.、Uh, we're gonna move on to fact number three, and this is according to Wikipedia. His first album was with Def Soul Records and was a huge hit and gave him some notoriety. Uh, his single called "Sunny" was a top forty hit on the Billboard 100, and the song was featured in the Nutty Professor two soundtrack. Are we talking、soundtrack. about "Sunny"? Da 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 da. Nah, this one is. Do, 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 okay. So it's a different Sunny. Yeah, very different song. I think Sunny is from one of the artists that we already covered. Is it Stevie Wonder? No. Hmm. I don't think so. Da 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 da. The one that I just hummed. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, I missed that one. His second single is, was called "Love." Okay, and, and it climbed to the number two on the R and B hip hop charts. That was one of his biggest singles. It was during this time, unfortunately, he struggled with 
alcoholism and um, was hospitalized for having a nervous breakdown. And again, it doesn't really give a lot of details on why. Um, I would imagine that this is his first album and it was hugely successful. I mean, it, his album went platinum, which in the States, this is a big deal. This is a, or it sells over a million records. And so might have been a lot, especially on someone who's not used to it. And so maybe a lot of drinking ensued. And so there were some problems there. So he went over a bit over his head. In uh, 2009, he became a father and had a son with a singer from an R&B group called 702 from that time frame. And uh, his son was born autistic. So he had since become an advocate for the awareness of that condition. That seems to be quite common with yes, um, a lot of for, parents yeah. who have, um, you know, kids that have these conditions. Yeah, these are usually a problem when, they become, when, when it's concerning to your own situation. Yes, indeed. We're going to move on to fact number four. So and this is according to Billboard and Wikipedia. This artist grew up in the, quote, hip hop generation. So he fuses R&B with hip hop and soul. And he has this style when he sings where it's like offbeat, but then he finds the beat and he comes mm. off. So it's like he's going in like, and off of like the, lay, uh, the beat. Like a layback rapping. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But he sings and it's like a little bit off tempo yeah, and then some, he comes back to some, it. Sometimes layback, sometimes lay forth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Something like that. Uh, in 2014, he shocked his fans and he adopted an alter ego called Hustle. Okay. which had a you know a hip-hop appeal so he was wearing black shades and he had like a black crown on his head and he also had a black scarf so it's like you couldn't really see um, okay. who he was yeah <laughs> it was completely hidden so he was he was going vampire or, or go- a goth <laughs> nah that was just that was just something that he was going for and he got a lot of backlash for it there were a lot of people that were annoyed and they were just like what are you doing like you know, yeah. you're, you're a singer. Like, well, why are you trying to rap? You know, and it was something that he had to defend. Like, he had an interview, a very controversial interview, on a, a very famous show called The Breakfast Club in a, in America. And they, uh, the host, was kind of antagonizing him. Like, why are you doing that? Like, you're you're a singer. You're a beautiful singer. Like, why are you trying to rap? It just doesn't. And then so they they had kind of like an argument on the show mm. where he was trying to defend it. And something else that came up was the auto tune. You know what auto tune is? Of course, it's kind of annoying for. <laughs> I know for a lot of people who are into this rap music. Yeah. yeah. Or the old school. The old school. Yeah. It's, it's, some people think that it's a way to supplement your voice, especially for people who can't really sing. If you, if you turn on the auto tune, it gives you that commercial sound that everyone is using pretty much. I think you either voice with a tune. Mm. That's singing, or you don't. That's rapping, but you don't do. You don't make a compromise in between. You're like a rapping, but with a bit of a tune, a keys. Hmm. When you're rapping, that's that's just odd. Yeah, I don't know, but I just I'm I'm not a big fan of the auto tune. I think that if it's done too much, you don't really need to have much musical ability. It's just like a, a right. It's a sound that right again that's commercial, and you confuse it with the the music and it's, people dance to it, and you don't need to be musically gifted. But when you're someone who has a wonderful voice and you use it, it's kind of like it's it's a little bit yeah over the top in a way. Right. So, it's just like that viral video online 
saying like it's the this this singer in the studio she's like singing like Mariah Carey but mm. on the out, on the outside the studio it's the sound engineer he was like oh. busy <laughs> adjusting all these buttons to to <laughs> to perfect uh, her singing skill but once that's take that's taken off yeah it's just like a regular folk singing karaoke <laughs> oh wow okay and that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. controversy with yeah. the auto tune right i think there's some musicians that could do it you have a guy named um uh what is his name uh t-pain he's mm-hmm. really famous in, in the hip-hop world if, he, if you could he's like a singer slash rapper i'm not really sure what he is but he uses the auto-tune pretty much with all yeah. of his music i think in general the problem with the auto-tune is just unnatural mm. because it's not it's not what people's natural voice sounds like but i do think that if it's used in the right proportion if it's just used a little bit then i think it could it could supplement the music and make the music sound nice but when people use it as kind of a disguise for their lack yeah. in ability then yeah. i think that's but so far i haven't really listened to any song that have used the auto-tune properly or mm. at the or at the right spot the, the right juicy spot as you really mentioned. okay well then i have, I have to yeah, educate me educate you brother i'll have to show you some songs because there are definitely some some auto tunes right but let's back to this what does auto tune i'm lost <laughs> the auto tune has to do with with this uh artist you're introducing he um he implemented the auto tune with this oh new okay ego of being all right a rapper. all right yeah okay now now i'm back on track all right um so moving on a little bit more here he's got a popular song from the soundtrack of tyler perry's meet the browns and so tyler perry's a really famous um movie producer in the states, he's okay. got a, a, quite a few movies. He he did a song called "People Every Day," which was really famous. Um, the song he collaborated with a British musician, Estelle, and uh, this artist could be heard on other soundtracks from Tyler Perry's films, "Daddy's Little Girls" and "Why Did I Get Married." Really big films from this same producer. So I guess he does uh, soundtracks. Cool. And anyway, um, he collaborates with a lot of big names such as Mary J. Blige. Carlos Santana, The Roots, Jill Scott, India, Ari, Swiss Beats, Selena Johnson, and a whole lot more. And there's a clue that I wanted to give you, Yunchi, because I feel like it would help you out a lot. This artist influenced a Chinese singer that I discovered on this show. And you introduced this guy mm. as Khalil Fung. Oh, Khalil. Khalil. Yeah, right, right, right. Right. And he cited his influence in his style was from this music. Wow, that's like a ancient history. <laughs> But uh, okay, I know I know where to look for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming at this point you don't know who this person is, right? No. All right. So I'm gonna give you. 30 seconds. Oh, we are at the end. We are at the end, my friend. I am at the end of my clues. That's all I got for you. But uh, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to look up this musician and remember some of the clues that I gave you. Hmm. He heavily influenced Khalil. Is it Khalil? Fong? Yeah, Khalil, Khalil Fong. Fong. And he is a a soul singer, and uh, he is notably from Philadelphia. And yeah, I think that's. Can I too. give like five answers? And no, no, no. You got you got one of them. You is got correct, one I, answer. I get the point. So, um, who would you guess this musician is? I'm gonna go with Music Soul Child. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's how you right, pronounce right. the first name, Music. All right. So let's go ahead and hear what the judges have to say about that. Congratulations, Yunchi. Yeah. You're gonna have to keep my script for Khalil Fong. <laughs> 
singer, songwriter, music soul child became known for creating some of the most compelling soul in yes, the new millennium. Yes, I think millennium. we need to tell our audience that it's music with a Q. Yeah, yeah, it's Instead spelled music with a Q. Right. But, but let me finish this introduction okay. here. Crafting ear-caressing tracks that blended old-school soul fervor into new hip-hop soul rhythms. He went on to sell three million albums in the U.S. alone, gathering a string of major awards in the process. I love Music Soul Child. That first album, I Just Want to Sing, even though it's spelled improperly. Mm. Love that album. That every track on there was just magic. And the, the following album, Just Listen, was amazing as well. So I guess the two songs we're going to be playing are from these two albums? Uh, most deaf. Uh, the first track that I would like to share for you guys out there that you should definitely hear is sunny and that will be followed by love from the same album check it out Girl, I know this might seem strange, but let me know if I'm out of order or stepping to you this way. See, I've been watching you for a while, and I just gotta let you know that I'm really feeling your style. Cause I had to know your name and leave you with my number and i hope that you would call me someday if you want you can give me yours too and if you don't well i ain't mad at you we can still be cool i'm not trying to pressure you just can't stop thinking about you you ain't even really gotta be my girlfriend Surprised that you called Cause the way you walked away I thought I wasn't gonna see you no more Since you didn't wanna give me your man I thought that you were digging me And wasn't digging me But anyway, what you doing tonight? I'll probably be quitting my peeps If it's cool with you, maybe we'll swing by You can just chill Or you can just chill with me Long as you're comfortable And you feel secure When you're with me Cause I'm not trying to push you Just can't stop oh. thinking about you You ain't even oh. really Gotta be my girlfriend oh, yeah. I just wanna oh.
And that was Love by Music Soul Child. And that's music, M-U-S-I-Q, by the yes, way. Yes, it's got a Q instead of C <laughs> for music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very smooth. Yeah, I'd but say. I can never, I mean, if you didn't name this artist as a soul musician, that music to me, it's just a R&B. <laughs> Yeah, the, I, I think a clear definition of what soul music is and R&B these days, because I think R&B kind of encompasses so many different genres when it comes to mm. this type of music. Um, but I think it's perhaps the, the execution of way the way that the artist sings, you know, if they have the a key. soulful voice. The and, key, the tune kind of like constantly changing. Right. <laughs> like a roller coaster up and down, right? <laughs> Yeah, I guess you could put it that way when it comes to the voice. Music roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. But all right, man. So My turn. Who do you got for us today? Yeah, so TJ, no pressure because this one you may not get her. <laughs> um, but just enjoy the conversation and her story. Okay, <laughs> okay. sounds good. She got a good story, then I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, part of it. It's good. <laughs> part of it's good. But she's definitely one of the top divas. And I'm not a particular crazy fan of hers. But I can actually sing over 10 songs from her instantly okay. without thinking so she's the type of celebrity or artist that's not very popular not that first class but her music are very pervasive okay like, everywhere but of course we're going to start from fact number one is according to Sina Entertainment and Tencent Entertainment okay um, this musician's music career is largely thanks to two important men Okay. Uh, the first one is her dad, who's cultivated her interest in music. And the second one is Jonathan Lee. He is like the godfather in the Mandarin music world because he has identified and found, discovered many music talents. Wait a minute. And be the composer. I thought we had a, we talked about another godfather in music. Was it... Uh... I think you're referring to David Tao. No, Leslie Chung, I think. Wasn't he some type of godfather as well? Oh, his father was the tailor for <laughs> the actor who played godfather. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but this is a different uh, godfather as in a person who discovers talents. Okay. And be their producers and composers. Mm, and because this mm. Jonathan Lee, he actually um, discovered music talents like Joaquin Chow, Karen Mock. Mm -hmm. These are the two that we, we've kept covering in the past. Right. And also, so the pop slash rock band the Mayday that we might possibly cover in the future. So keep that name in mind. <laughs> Sounds good. And this guy Jonathan Lee, he he was also the man that was singing to Sandy Lamb okay. in the cold winter outdoors of Canada. Oh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah, remember, remember that. that part of the story. Yes, <laughs> and that was the first man that largely influenced this artist's uh, music career. And okay. And of course, back to her father, her parents actually met in a singing contest. So wow. the whole family likes singing, especially her dad. Uh, he signed her up to a lot of singing contests as a kid and trying to build her into a kid star. So did his dad win that competition that he, where, he, where he met her mom or <laughs> did any That's of them? two different stories. Like before, he, <laughs> before she was born. Right. Their family met in a singing contest. Okay. And according to Tencent Entertainment, 
um, this artist I'm talking about, she performed on the 15th year of Teresa Ten's Memory Concert. Okay. And shared that her whole family was a big fan of Teresa Ten, and her music career probably wouldn't exist without Teresa because she a lot of these music contests that she participated, she was singing Teresa's song. Oh, covers, huh? Yes. Okay. Yes. So she was a big influence for her um, in her development as a musician. All right. Right. And her music career sort of took off um, in 1996. And according to iPhone and NetEase.com, she and two classmates took part in the Halo songwriting competition. Mm. And they made it all the way to the final stage and took the third place. And then they had the opportunity to record an album with Rolling Stone Malaysia. Okay. Okay, first clue. <laughs> This singer is from Malaysia. Okay, Malaysia. All right. So she's a Malaysian musician. Oh, that makes things a little bit more difficult. All right. Yeah, that's why I said no pressure. <laughs> and that particular album was later handed over to Jonathan Lee. And that's how he became the person that discovered her music talents. All right. Right. Now let's move on to the second fact. And this has something to do with social media. So before we move on, I tell you about the detail, the specifics of, of this story. Mm. Do you know the term troll or trolling? Yeah, it's when you um, you follow somebody, but you only drop just hate. Like anything, everything you say about them is just hate, hate, hate. Yeah, like I hate your face. You look awful. Like spurring <laughs> hatred <laughs> pretty much. on the internet. Attacking people, like getting personal. A bunch of jealous guys out there. Yes. Yeah. And this is according to NatEase and Huancho.com. So this artist, she kind of received a bit of trolling <laughs> on the Chinese social media. Okay. When she got married in Philippines in 2010, there were some um, trolls on the China's social media that <laughs> attacked her for not being patriotic. So marrying someone... For, no, for, be, for holding a wedding in the Philippines. Really? Yeah. And that same... But she's Malaysian, right? Yeah, that's the point. That's the point. <laughs> keep, keep that in mind. And then the same thing happened again in 2012's London Olympics. So it was Chinese badminton player Lin Dan. He mm -hmm. was playing against a Malaysian athlete Li Chong Wei. And she cheered for the, Mal the Malaysian athlete. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing happened again. Mm. Because a lot of Chinese uh, fans, they thought this singer is a Chinese for mm. some Some of the music that she created, it's misled them into think, believing this. But also, actually, according to CPC it's News... It's probably not real people. Maybe they're just bots that are just, like, making comments, but not real comments, you know? Yes. That happens. Actually, <laughs> some of these trolling comments, they are actually generated by yeah. algorithms. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but, but they, are, they are true. There are people that uh, didn't know she's... Uh, actually a Malaysian singer yeah mm. but just uh, a bit for more info on this point that according to CPC News all right so during Chinese president <laughs> Xi Jinping's visit to Malaysia in 2013 he actually spoke publicly that this artist is so popular in China that many Chinese fans mistakenly thought she is Chinese mm. Wow so it's like a recognized by the president of China mm. and to that comment she responded on Weibo for his appraisal <laughs> so it, it is actually a fact that uh, she a lot of people mistook her for mm. for a Chinese musician and that's largely attributed to some some of her music some of her songs are the reason that misled the, some Chinese fans to thinking that she is a Chinese and that will take us to fact number three 
And right. this is according to Sohu.com. And that particular song is a very soothing, unsophisticated song. Okay. So she released the song. Many people thought this artist is actually from Ningxia, but it's actually not. And then people later realized that she's actually not Chinese. Yeah, she was cheering for a Malaysian athlete. Okay. Right now, let's move on to the next fact, number four. We're gonna have some quick info about her personal life. Okay. She met her first husband during a banquet in Shanghai in 2007. All right. And so it's a wine businessman called Tony. Wine businessman named Tony. Tony.、Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's your secret. Nice、business. name. All right. Your secret business there. <laughs> and Zhao Yuantong. So, so he, she met this guy through her agent. They got married in 2010. And the wedding was held in the Philippines, as I mentioned,、mm. and hosted by Jonathan Lee, the producer that discovered her. But unfortunately, she divorced in 2019, and then she announced another relationship in 2020 with the president of Picasso International, called Linda Guan. So, very quick infos for her, a bit of a personal life. Okay, so he president of a art association. Art association. Yes, okay, as you can tell from the name of that organization, Picasso. All right. Right. Fact number five. Another viral song from this musician. I'm not sure if TJ is a big fan of watching this type of reality TV programs.、Mm, probably not. But what is it? Yes. So she had one song that was moderately popular, but became unfortunately. Or fortunately, depends <laughs> on your perspective. That song became a household popular song after a reality show, and the title of that reality show is I'm gonna translate it directly. Okay. All right. So it's called If You Are Not Sincere, Don't Bother Me.、Mm. What does it sound like? That sounds like like、uh, uh, uh, someone is making an advance. Towards this person, this male or this female, and this person's like, if you don't, if you're not sincere, then <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> you are quite close, and so it's a similar show to The Bachelor. Okay, so yeah, Love Island. Right, right. Okay, Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> are you the one? I was researching. I never watched this one, but I was researching on. It's such a long title for a dating show, you know. <laughs> yeah, but in Chinese, it's lost in place. Called Fei Cheng Wu Rao. Okay. Yeah, just four four letters. All right. So for these type of shows, these reality shows, they for better ambience at the scene, they would play music、mm-hmm. for different occasions, different sets, different endings. Is that where she met her husband? No, it's a different story. That this is a story of、uh, one of her other song that went viral because、okay. because this reality show was playing、uh, one of her song when. Okay, so it's like the theme song of、uh, really sort of sort of yeah. So it's it's when a group of ladies. They wait for a guy to show up, and then they're gonna light up their their. <laughs> wait, <laughs> light up their what? They're gonna turn off their light if they don't like this guy. They、okay. they have no interest in this guy. So after this selection, the guy can also choose if he's into one of the ladies out there. Okay, <laughs> and if it's a no match, so turning off the light means they're not interested. Right. Okay. Keeping the light on means <laughs> I can give it a try. <laughs> Yes,、yeah. it depends on the culture because turning off the light could mean a good thing too. <laughs> yeah, it depends on where the light is.、Though. <laughs> right. Yeah, but so during this, after the selection process, when it's a no match,、mm-hmm. and then they would play this song from this artist.、Uh, uh, it's called "Regrettably, It's Not You." 
pretty self-explanatory. But <laughs> that's the name of the song, huh? Yeah, that's the name of the song. And wow. the, that reality show was probably one of the first dating、uh, programs for on the Chinese TV channels, and that was definitely super popular, like ten、uh, years ago.、Mm-hmm. And that promoted this particular music piece of hers to a viral status. In sure,、China. I think if you if you hear something a lot on a certain program, that's like、uh, awareness. For your music and who you are, and so it's like people just they can't get it out of their heads because yeah, like like they like the show. Yeah, it's like over and over again. Right. And normally on these dating programs, it's usually a no match. So yeah, and the theme of it is sorry, it's not you. Yeah. You know,、yeah. swipe to the next. You know,、yeah. it's kind of a it has a ring to it. So I think it would be really popular. Yeah. So almost every Chinese can sing that particular song. But that was number <laughs> effect number five. Think you know everything there is to know about your favorite music celebs? We'll find out. On Pop Muse, the trivia music show of your favorite pop stars. And now we are the very last one. This is according a music TV show, The Voice of China. Okay, very popular show. Never watched it, but I've heard a lot about it. And she is one of the four judges for this year. For this really, oh man, that's a big clue for the、right. Chinese so, listeners. And to be honest, there the three other judges are all guys. Okay. <laughs> so there's just one female <laughs>、oh、judge、God. there. So if you ever seen, if you ever, ever came across a poster. Of the voice of China, then you would know who this person is. And I haven't been following this、uh, music show, but I think she is a new judge、mm-hmm. to the show. And as a new judge,、um, her chair spinning standard is sparking a, a bit of discussion online because she's a new one, and she would pr- practically spin her chair, rotate her chair for for anyone that perform on the stage. I'm not even sure what that means. Rotate her chair. Does that mean like a pass or a fail? Or、uh, haven't you watched、um, The Voice? Nope. I'm not, I, I, I don't watch any of、oh, those. Oh, that's、programs. why. Yeah. 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 So if if they feel related. To the singing,、mm-hmm. and then they, they would rotate their chair and see who this, what this person looks like. Okay, as a confirmation、right. or affirmation. So、uh, you mentioned that this artist is from Malaysia, and、uh, I don't know too many musicians from Malaysia, but I did look up a few. Um, and does this person have a name that's Malaysian, or is it Chinese? Is there something special about their naming? Because、um, I don't know. I'm trying to find some kind of clue right, right, here. Right, right, right. So her name is definitely a Chinese name. It's a Chinese name, right? Not a not a Malaysian name. Okay. Uh, well. That doesn't leave me with a lot to go on.、Um, she is a Malaysian star, but has、uh, done very well in the Chinese market. And a lot of people didn't know that she was Malaysian because she sang songs that were really, you know, yeah, was- close to Chinese society. Right.、Um, she married a someone from China or from Malaysia as well. A dude named Tony. Yeah.、Um, yeah. I I don't think I know any of her music, but I think from the stars that I looked up, and this could be wrong, but I looked up some of the top Malaysian singers, and、uh, I found one that I could pronounce. 
So I'm just going to go ahead and run with <laughs> the this The only one. name that you recognize. <laughs> Not say that I, I can't say that I recognize the name. I but mean, be, it's, being able to pronounce uh, phonetically. Yeah, yeah. I think I could pronounce the name. And I saw Fish Leong. Wow. What so that's one name that I saw that I could recognize. And I was just like, you know what? Why don't I go with this person? And uh, this person's collaborated with some other top Chinese stars. So I'm going to run with Fish, Fish Liang. Hey, I already gave you the answer. What a lucky guess. Because among all those Malaysian names, the only name that you can pronounce, and it happens to be the right one. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, but couldn't you wonder why her name is Fish? I was hoping you would explain that because I, that's why I kind of yes. brought up the name. Like, what, does she have a special name? Because or? I know some like uh, English teachers, they would uh, question the name picking of some Chinese students like Apple. Yeah, there's. Banana, I, I was an sunshine. English teacher and there was always students that would have these weird names like Doodoo or something like that. Doo-doo. Yes. And it was related to this person's last name. Yeah. And they would just double up. But in English, that has a completely different meaning, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to reveal the answer first. But this artist I'm talking Talking about is the Malaysian singer Fish Liang, and she's named Fish Y and uh, Liang Jingru. And I mean, those three letters that you just heard, the Liang Jingru. I think you already possess a bit of like Mandarin level. Liang sounds like two, right? Um, what about fish? Do you know what's fishing? Uh, you. Yeah, you. Yeah. So her the last letter of her Chinese name Ru in Cantonese it's pronounced Yu. Okay, so that so means a, fish. Yeah, it's a similar to fish in Mandarin. Okay, and that's what uh, that that's why she picked the English name. As and in fish. Chinese culture, fish is a very prosperous animal, right? Like, be like water, my or man. it's a, it's something that means abundance, right? Yeah. Or be like water. Hmm. I'm quoting Bruce Lee. Come on, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So Fish Lang, she had sold more than 18 million records and achieved popularity and success in many Asian countries hmm. in the Mandarin, Mando pop world, and also Korea, South Korea, and Japan as well. And so, yeah, as I said at the beginning. I happen to know more than ten songs from this from from this music from Fish, huh? Yes, and okay. uh, and the first one would definitely be the song about the autonomous region in China, <laughs> Ningxia, yeah, okay. exact same name as that province, and that will be followed by another Mandarin song called Adore. All right, sounds good. Well, I think we've reached the end of this particular episode, and before we hear those tracks, Yun Chi, we're gonna go ahead and call it. For those of you listening in, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Pop News, and be sure to join us next time for another trivia. I'm TJ Reed, and it's Yun Chi here. Take it easy, folks. We'll see you next time. Yeah.
水了，在我心里面，宁静的夏天。算了就好了。